0: Welcome back on The Big Show, ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR with Andy, Brendan, and producer Chris all here. And we're joined now by Bill Connolly of ESPN to talk some college football. You can read his stuff at ESPN.com with your plus subscription and follow him on Twitter at ESPN underscore Bill C., Man, uh, Mizzou just escaped, uh, that, that game against, uh, Florida. It was looking very bleak in the final, uh, minute of the game or so, especially on fourth and 17. But then Brady Cook, uh, really stepped up big in that moment. And, you know, with Mizzou coming, uh, out of that spot, I know their win probability was all the way down to probably a tenth of a percentage point, but just the way that Mizzou was able to find a way somehow to get that win over Florida, I wonder how you took it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I was annoyed because Florida, all year I've been saying like Florida is better than people think and that, you know, they're probably capable of pulling off a pretty surprising result. They beat Tennessee early in the year. Uh, and it just kind of seems like they're one of those teams that there are no bad plays. They're only good plays and absolute catastrophes. And if they ever limit those to some degree, they could surprise somebody. And, of course, it was Missouri that they almost uh, – almost knocked off even even with some catastrophes there in the fourth quarter so i i it was i i thought pretty clear that Florida was capable of a game like this uh, i am kind of uh, not didn't exactly lose their nerve but really lost control of the game there late right down to fourth and 17 that drive looks super super shaky up until that point then Cook makes that big throw and makes like two more and, and that's the ball game so yeah, they they certainly left it until the last possible second to, to turn it back around, but they did so.
0: Yeah, certainly so, and look, Mizzou had a a real chance that they were still moving the football in that game. Both teams went over 500 yards of total offense, but it sure seemed the, the thing that kept it close was kind of the red zone efficiency, and I wonder uh, where you maybe saw some of the, the breakdowns in, in that regard when watching Mizzou try to turn touchdowns in the field goals, but most of the time failing.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, you know, been a random issue. It was, it was an issue against Georgia each of the last two years. Um, season-wide, I don't think the numbers are really all that bad, but it has – maybe that's just a sign that it bites everybody occasionally. Um, no, no, it's, they're not great. They're 72nd, Missouri is, in a red zone touchdown rate. So that's not amazing. But uh, when you have a guaranteed three points or nearly guaranteed three points, it kind of helps you at least a little bit. So, no, I mean, that's – It is kind of interesting when a team that runs the ball well can't execute uh, incredibly well in the red zone, and both of these teams had had very specific red zone failures at inopportune times, but uh, yeah, I mean, last team with the ball won, I guess.
0: Yeah, sometimes it goes that way. Bill Connolly of ESPN with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. So, I mean, you, Florida, as you mentioned, you know, they, they can rattle off big plays themselves on offense and they sure did, but, uh, Mizzou defensively, uh, sure seemed like they were missing Tyron Hopper in the game, yeah. uh, missing some tackles and, and whatnot. Still maybe nursing that injury this week. We'll see if he can go against Arkansas, but, uh, what about uh, the defense uh, defensive effort from zoo Maybe gave a little bit of pause of like, well, they showed some improvement the last few games, but now maybe a step back.
1: Yeah, but I, mean, I can tell you, like on average, it's easier to lose a linebacker than it is, you know, a star defensive end or a star cornerback or whatever. Um, just you know, in even year to year, when you lose a star at the linebacker position, it doesn't hurt you as much, or you're you're a little more capable of. Uh, recovering from that, but we saw exactly how it can hurt you, uh, on Saturday. They, they were even doing a nice job on some of the replays of, of showing exactly like, hey, Missouri's linebacker is supposed to be here, or, uh, they use misdirection to wrong foot these two linebackers over here, and, you can kind of see how having uh, not having your best set of, of, of linebackers for this game really hurt Missouri at that second level and run defense and everything else. So it, it was it was an interesting game though overall where Missouri both offense and defense look good for a drive and then don't and then do for two drives and then don't for two drives and uh, it was it was a heck of a chess match at the end of the day I guess.
0: Yeah, seemed that way. And so Mizzou. Uh... Ex- exhaling a little bit from that game, uh, the hero- heroics at the end uh, avoid them uh, kind of dropping out of the top ten. It would seem in the college football playoff. We'll certainly see how those rankings shake out uh, tomorrow. But uh, going into this short week against Arkansas, you know, a-, a-, a team that of course they they didn't have the wins there to kind of show uh, progress forward. But I mean, I keep looking at all the one score games that they were in this year, and it yeah. seems like a team that's you know is maybe just. A- Almost similar to Florida, where you know they, you know they can have the talent and, and move the football every once in a while, but just have not been able to finish well.
1: Yeah, they've they've been all over the map, no no question about that. Last four weeks, just on offense. Um, looking at their performance next to my uh, SP plus projections for that game, they underachieved by. Twenty-seven points offensively, then they overachieve by fifteen, and they underachieve by sixteen, then they overachieve by six. Um, they've just they they've been a moving target, so to speak, when it comes to trying to get a read you on know, what they're capable of. But on the you know on the high end, this is a team that did beat Florida on the road. This is a team that um, lost to Ole Miss by seven, lost to Alabama by three. On the low end, they also lost to Mississippi State. They they lost by thirty-eight to Auburn right before Auburn went out and lost by however much to New Mexico State. Yeah. So. This is—you you don't like the volatility at this point in the year. They, they're capable of a whole lot of things, and Missouri's going to have to, you know, bring the proverbial A game just to be sure they can uh, come away with this one.
0: Yeah, it sure seems that way. Bill Connolly of ESPN with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. What have you maybe seen from KJ Jefferson this year? Of course, because very very familiar with him at this point. But uh, again, maybe that same sort of up and down feel uh, with this offense for Arkansas. Maybe uh, how do you maybe see him approaching this one?
1: Yeah, he's still really dangerous running the ball. I think maybe they didn't – It it's it always really confusing that Sam Pittman um, loses Kendall Browns, replaces him with Dan Enos. That never seemed like a fit that, that made a lot of sense. I still don't really understand why he did it, and he's already undone it. He's already fired Enos, but um, it seemed like maybe they were trying to – make a little bit more of a passer out of Jefferson. Uh, He still runs the ball well, but it doesn't seem like he's doing quite as much of it. And just in general, Arkansas is not running the ball as much. And I know, you know, they lost Sanders for a good chunk of the year there, and and so maybe it was personnel-based. But they just, whatever their strengths were last year offensively, they haven't played to them at all. They either haven't had those strengths or haven't played to uh, to them at all. And they've been just dreadfully inefficient all season. Um, You do see those moments where, you know, KJ, 18 tacklers bounce off. Jefferson and he ends up making you know a 22 yard pass downfield or whatever he's an absolute load to bring down and you know what he's capable of but he hasn't shown much of that this year and I don't think his coaching or his personnel have really helped him in that regard
0: Bill Connolly of ESPN with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. So looking forward to that one, uh, on Friday and certainly some other games, uh, coming up as well. But before we get to some of that, Bill, I mean, it seems that a lot of the teams in the top 10, at least, or at least near it were, uh, were fairly solid this week. I don't know how much movement we might see from, from the weekend, maybe based off of how Washington, uh, just snuck by Oregon State. I don't know if maybe they get a chance to, to leave frog uh florida state and of course very unfortunate situation for them going forward with the injury to jordan travis but i guess as far as the college football playoff rankings for you know the top five or ten would you expect really a whole lot of shuffling at all this week
1: I really don't. I mean we could see Washington and Florida State flip in the end that doesn't matter because both teams went out there in. Um, I guess it matters you know you might play a different team in the in the semifinals but yeah that's that's really the only movement I see. I don't think Oregon's going to drop from being the the top ranked one loss team after they you know were up on Arizona State It felt like 28 nothing in about 4 minutes. Um, they dominated. Texas did its part played its role. We know they'll be ahead of Alabama since the, the committee does value head to head in those Specific situations, um, and you know Louisville, you know, not doing amazing against Miami. Even if the committee wanted to punish Missouri a little bit for for struggling against an unranked Florida team, Louisville didn't really do all that much better. So, yeah, I would say one to ten. Other, other than maybe flipping Washington and Florida State, I don't really see uh, any potential movement there. Cause nobody lost. Everybody, everybody just keeps plugging forward here, and we have a, a giant mass of, uh, of teams still heading to the
0: final two weeks yeah and uh, those massive games will eventually decide what that looks like uh in the top uh five or four most importantly and then uh the rest of the top 10 and of course the the big one this weekend with Ohio State and Michigan on, on Saturday at noon. Uh, both teams look fairly solid enough. I know Michigan maybe, uh, had a little bit of a scare at Maryland this week, uh, just snuck by that game. But uh, of course the fact that they, uh, ended up checking the box there, they now have a chance to, uh, to stay undefeated if they can get past Ohio State. But I mean, just the, the read on that game with now all the anticipation finally about to end and we're about to see it, uh, happen here in a few days. What's well, kind of the way that you see this one playing out?
1: Yeah, I'm really curious about the fact that, you know, Michigan, even before Jim Harbaugh's suspension, that Purdue game was the first time they really didn't just absolutely mercilessly handle their business uh, in quite a while. Um, but these last three weeks now, as mentioned in performance against SP Plus, the last three weeks, they're minus six uh, points per game compared to projections after just demolishing all projections like the month before that. It, it, maybe that's a distraction thing with, with all the Spygate stuff going on. Maybe it's just that uh, opponents have finally figured out how to land some blows here um, after after they were basically untouchable for the first two months. I don't really know the answer, but it has been – Interesting, because if trends play a role at all, Ohio State's trending in the right direction here, and Michigan might be trending a little bit in the wrong one. But maybe that just offsets the fact that Michigan look like the clearly better team until about three weeks ago, and this will be a pretty tight game. We'll see. I... Um... It's been a fascinating series. It's been a fascinating few years watching the momentum not just kind of shift back and forth, but, you know, absolutely surge back and forth. And, um, you know, Ohio State has spent the last 52 weeks preparing for this and trying to get their defense in position to where they don't get hit by those big plays like they did last year. They've been awesome. These might be the two best defenses in the country. But, uh, yeah, we'll see if there's another uh, momentum surge in, in story
0: here. We shall see. Uh, that'll be the big one that everyone's glued to this weekend, and of course, everybody else uh, mostly just trying to make sure that they uh, don't stumble right before championship weekend. I know Oregon will have a uh, tough test in their rivalry game against Oregon State, and I'm sure the Beavers, you know, with their uh, uh, knowing that th- it was just right in front of them uh, last week against Washington, sure still a lot of motivation uh, to maybe unseat Oregon at this point.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the big one. Oregon State has a really good run game. They kind of, it, it felt just circumstantially strange watching that game play out the other day where Oregon really did run the ball as well as I expected them to, but just in key moments, they blinked, they faltered, and Washington was able to, obviously with the turnovers, uh, Washington's secondary is very good and got the turnovers they needed, but yeah, it was, in the end, they needed one one more bounce, and, and we would have had a really, really funky situation here for the last week of the Pac-12 race. But, yeah, now it's just a question of whether Oregon State, I guess, can – well, I guess, no, I've got to say, you know, the, technically Arizona is still involved in this race. So, if, if so Oregon State can knock Oregon completely out of both the playoff race and maybe the Pac-12 race if uh, things break right. That's, that's probably plenty of motivation with everything else that's gone on over these last few months.
0: Probably so, and uh, it could get interesting if that does end up happening uh, in the Pac-12. We'll see as it uh, gets uh, underway this weekend. Always great to chat with Bill Connolly of ESPN uh, for all things college football. You can read his stuff at ESPN.com with your plus subscription and follow him on Twitter at ESPN underscore Bill C. Bill, thanks for coming on as always. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Enjoy the week, and we'll talk again soon.
1: Absolutely. You too.